Welcome to the last Political Action Hero podcast. Now, as dramatic as that sounds, and as much as it might sound like we are declaring mission accomplished, it's almost precisely the opposite of that. We are very much continuing our journey, and we'll get into the details of that. But first, let's discuss why we decided we wanted to move on from Political Action Hero podcast to what we've decided to do now. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) We realized that there was more than politics in the hero game. We started Political Action Hero because like many people in 2017 at the start of the year and throughout 2016, we were wondering what kind of a country we were. And I think it was really focused on politics and a result of the 2016 election. So in 2017, uh, in January, when that stuff started sinking in, you and I were determined to put it put it on record as to what our grievances were. It, was, it, was a, it began as an airing of the grievances. Absolutely, but it, all, it, it was all, a festivist, yeah, the festivist feel. It was, but I, but in all truth, it also stemmed from, and this is why we have to move on. It stemmed from a more ontological question about our country's culture, our country's politics society in general, and then we started to realize that, hey, these things also apply to us, me and you as individuals, but then probably a lot of people who might be interested in listening to us. You know, we started morphing it into a discussion of, where where it was originally a discussion of politics and action hero stories, whether myths or movies or books or whatever. We realized that all of that was speaking to a bigger and more fundamental issue. Once the shock of the election, I won't say has worn off, but it had, had ebbed a bit, the realization that it, it was more a symptom rather than cause was, was more than clear to you and to me. It wasn't suddenly just an amazingly charismatic man with incredible hair. And, and, a, and a silver tongue coming in and persuading everybody, right? I mean, this is quite the symptom, right? There's a real pathology going on there. Yeah, I'd say, though, that, like, initially around that time in January, well, well before that, I, I was concerned about the whole Russia involvement. And I was convinced, without much evidence, that this guy was doing something untoward with Russia and that Putin was up to some tricks he had been engaged in, in throughout Eastern Europe and elsewhere in the past decade, Western and he was bringing it to this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you could even say, one could look at it and say, oh, what was the cause of the election outcome? And you could even go down the road I was going, which is, well, Russia interfered, and that swayed enough votes, because there weren't that many votes that needed to be swayed, it turned out, and that's what caused it. But as you're pointing out, what happened... The fact that we were susceptible to what Russia, we were susceptible to an attack like that in this country, an an attack of information and ideas and confusion, but all of it together. And I think early on, you started asking a question that kind of initially bothered me because I was like, well, why do you even have to ask or answer that question? And it was, what are we as a country? Who are we as a people? Who are we as people? Who are we as a people? What values, shared values and and other shared traits and and characteristics 
make us what we are. And that gets to an idea of the idea of identity and the idea of an identity crisis in America. And only when you're in questioning deeply your identity or conflicted about it or don't really have a good handle on it, I think are you susceptible to the kind of nonsense, really, that happened in 2016 with both that's, the Russians and with, you know, the alt-right and all this kind of that's stuff. That's a that great was going way on. of putting it, nonsense, because there's, there is a lack of sense. Because we are aimless and drifting, we are susceptible to nonsense. Instead of having a sense of who we are and our identity and where we are going, we're swaying in the breeze. So it's just a nudge here and there is is all it takes you know you take someone like putin you got to give him at least that much the guy knows who he is this larger question pushed you and me to have offline discussions to decide that we that was the bigger question and not only the bigger question but that problem had to be solved before any political any lasting political solution could ever be put in place we discussed whether there was any kind of political savior coming or even any movement that would be our salvation? I think that the answer is absolutely not from a political standpoint. Now from, and again, you, you, know, you don't always love when I use this word, but from a spiritual standpoint, I think the answer is yes. And you might, use, <laughs> you might use the word from a psychological or from a, a, and we would both agree on identity standpoint. That's the kind of movement, the kind of change that needs to happen. And so we would like to announce that we are creating a new podcast focused on developing those virtues that make up the chosen identity that you and I are pursuing, identities that you and I are pursuing as individuals and that we are hopeful that our society will will be working on in the years to come. On October 7th, we will be launching the Nearly Heroes podcast. Not avoiding political issues, but seeing them as one facet of this larger piece of who are we? And I think that, you know, candidly, another thing that, you, that I've always done, I think you and I have done in our discussions about things like identity, these metaphysical questions and ethical questions, I've often projected or channeled them into discussions about politics. So in a way, as important as politics and society and, and, and observing and critiquing society is, it can also be, for me at least, a diversion or avoidance of the personal. Mm -hmm. And we realized that what we were talking about could be said about ourselves as much as it could be said about the country. As you said, you know, there isn't a political savior or a movement or something like that. The, the movement is us. And that meaning, not like some banner we can all stand under, but rather each of us individually and then together, but working individually and developing our identity, our virtuous approach to life, which we've always likened to the heroic journey and the heroic path, that that's a way that all of us can work on something that if we're all doing it, or a critical mass, I should say, of us are doing it, that in turn will change culture, because that's 
how culture changes, or at least that's how you'd like culture to change in a free society. You don't want to have to be have it be imposed upon you by external or internal influences. It can't be, right? I mean, for you and me at least, the 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 way forward meaning the mechanisms on how to move forward there aren't that many different choices to make at least that's the conclusion that i've come to that you can move forward obviously any way any way you want in life but the internal conflict and the social conflict the political conflict are all part of something that is pushing us i would argue to make some very stark choices. We can either decide that we want to be more heroic, more, and, and we use that word in a very everyday democratic kind of way, meaning anyone can do it and everyone should do it as often as possible. If these are, you know, if you are a person who has your existence secured, and most of us do in our country, to ask that we bring our best person to the society around us, it's not really an optional ask. <laughs> and it's, we, we as right. Americans really believe, we believe that it is, right? You have, you know, a libertarian mentality, which can mean many different things to different people. But this idea that I'm just totally fine by myself, or, you know, my family is fine and everyone else can go to hell is is not really an optional thing for as much as we can put up blinders and believe that we don't live in a society that asks us to grow as individuals and become adults and then to pass on our you know adult observations and skills and abilities to the next generation you know we we can believe that in america we're we're and many do but you know our view is that that's that is uh obfuscating the truth that is in front of all of us, which is that this is the natural path for us to grow toward as individuals and as a culture. Yeah, and I think that it's uh, that's why it's an ethics. It's an it, it's a mm -hmm. discussion of ethics that we wanted to have. We were realizing that. I mean, we went from talking about politics and pop culture and the intersection between the two, and started realizing that it's it's really ethics that we're talking about. How should we behave? And that's why I see heroism as an ethic. It's it's how we should behave. And as you were just stating that there, I think it's also, at least for our purposes, a quintessentially American thing for mm -hmm. us. So, I mean, obviously, we're, we live in America, so that's part of it. But I also think just this idea that, you know, we do have a society that is free in many respects, many important respects, that we don't appreciate completely how important that freedom is and as a result it could slip away very easily and getting back to the whole nonsense and the susceptibility to attacks of nonsense that we allowed ourselves to be subjected to and to be swayed by as a culture and and continue to be it wasn't just it wasn't just one moment in time mm -hmm. i i view that a lack of an identity or put a little maybe a little more less psychologically the lack of vision when you have a lack of vision, then everything could look good, and everything looks bad simultaneously. Like there, there is an innate, there's an an amazing relativism put 
more positively, I guess, a, a, a skepticism about anything and the, and the viability and importance of anything. And I think what you and I were coming to a conclusion on in Political Action Hero is that we really were looking for someone or something or some movement politically to answer the call and answer the, uh, the questions, ontological questions that we were having, these metaphysical questions. And we realized that we should be asking the questions of ourselves as individuals. And we could do that in America. I think you do that in many countries. Don't get me wrong for anyone else who's listening around you know, any other country. But I just mean we come from the American experience, the two of us. And, uh, and I, I do hold those things sacredly. Like we were starting out political action, you know, when you were saying, what is it about America? What are we as a culture? What things do we value? And how is that juxtaposed? How does that stand in opposition to what Putin represents, for instance? And it took us a little while to really tease all that out without sounding too uh, high school history textbook. When you don't have a vision of who you are, and I, I get back to identity, when you're not clear on your identity, well, then anything could look good. And, and even nonsense. You might as well just have a jaded view of everything and, and just be, or, or even an unthinking view of everything and just allow drift to take you wherever it will take you. Or just buy into any nonsensical thing because it doesn't really matter. And the values and the virtues that you help, we thought we held dear as a country or as individuals really don't matter at all. And I think that's where we are in a lot of respects as a country, as a society. And then we started to look inward. You know, just thinking of the title of those podcasts, uh, Political Action Hero, was really us. It's a little amusing, a little fun, but it was really us looking towards, as you said before, a person or a movement, a hero outside of mm-hmm. us to do something about what we were seeing as a problem in America and in our society. And then we looked, we inevitably, as we should, started looking inward and started realizing, wait a second, it's kind of us. And if we're saying this is how we should be and that we should be on the heroic path, which we'll explore in detail in the early heroes, you could say that, you know, nearly heroes, we're, we're talking about making an effort to get on a heroic path, on a path of purpose and of transcendence and of community and staying on it and progressing on it. It's this concept that when I have an excellence that I could bring to the table or bring to the arena, as it were, and I need to develop that for my own good and for the good of others. And then when a different task is at hand, a different risk or danger is something we have to confront and overcome, it might be someone else's job. I don't want to say it's a job, but it might be someone else's place and skill set that needs to be deployed. And and, and so and almost not not might be, you know, will be, right? And it's right. it's part right. and that is part of the so that every day this there is a movement out there and we're joining it and and hope that you come along with us called the everyday hero movement. And so we're not the only ones talking about these things. This is sprouting up actually across the globe, this idea. No, oh, yeah, and uh, it, there's an old teacher of ours, yours and mine, Phil Zimbardo, yeah. in Stanford, who has the Her- Heroic Imagination Project. There's the uh, Hero Roundtable. There's people all over the place sort of getting, really starting to develop and, and, and research. You know, I think Phil Zimbardo and some of his colleagues are into the psychological research of this concept heroism science which is sort of an a, a investigation into altruism and, and and that kind of a thing 
But I think what we want to bring to it, the piece that we'd like to bring, and more is more, more is better in this particular context, because the more people we can get, including ourselves, consistently on the heroic path, the better we are going to be as a, as a planet, but, you know, just looking uh, more parochially as, as a, a community and as a culture, and the better off we're all going to be. And, you know, they're, they're bringing, uh, everybody's bringing a little something different to it all the time. And I think what you and I like to, to delve into is we do like to talk about it in the context of, well, I'd like to ask you that, because I, I think of it in the context of certainly, you know, narrative, whether it's myth or, or pop culture, films, those kinds of things. We like talking about the inspiration that you can get and the examples you can get from that and how that helps on the heroic journey. We also like talking about in the context of history and politics. I think, for me, for maybe some of the same reasons, that I look at it and say, in, in, in the context of history, I look at people who have given me some inspiration or I could draw upon for thought and inspiration, similar as I do with movies. Uh, and I, I look at history, myth, narrative, even politics to a certain extent that way. As, as ways, you know, if I'm being completely selfish, but, you know, ways that I can get inspired well, to be on the path. Or negative examples where I can say, hey, yeah. things need to change, and, you know. That's interesting. How you, do you look at you, it? Then? Yeah, that's interesting you use the word selfish because I was about to return to the idea that it is about the each of us and our internal struggle. That's what this is all about. You are becoming... Ideally, you are always becoming the hero that you both should be from from an internal perspective and can be from the world that that gives you feedback, <laughs> right? right? That you are. I'd say I'd say I'd, I'd say it's even more desperate than that, and that's why when I say selfish, I don't mean it in a bad way. Right. I mean because it's being selfish to be selfless, and it's this it's the duality of that or whatever they they. they holistic nature of it, that you can get a lot for yourself out of being a hero, which by definition, or at least by our definition, involves being selfless to some degree, or at least being very outwardly directed and community focused. You can get a lot for yourself. So it is absolutely, you know, it's, it's often a balance or, you know, to try to, to, to keep those things aligned. But, you know, I view it as uh, a, a really, it's a lifesaver. And I'd say, you know, we just said, you said it's something we should do. So again, back to ethics, heroic ethics, that we should behave this way. This is how we ought, that we can from a standpoint of our capabilities. I'd say when you get to the both, I guess it's both the personal and the political, um, it's we must for our own survival. And I think that it's that acquaintance. I heard echoes of Heidegger in there when you were talking. It's that acquaintance with our own mortality as individuals, but perhaps our own mortality as a nation, right? Nations rise mm -hmm. and fall, they go away, that we ex have been experiencing of late, that nothing is promised to us. There is, there is no guarantee for tomorrow. And yeah, when you realize point. that, right? That's a great point because yeah, I think so many of us, our, our narrative was trashed, right? We had this idea of, of, of progress that Obama did a great job of selling. And, I, and, I don't, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think that we have to have a national vision. But we, had, what we realized that that was not a completely shared national vision. It's something that we, 
must dive deep in as individuals and then yeah as a society that we aren't around forever so what's the best that we can do in the time that we have we are pursuing these ideas among many others in the nearly heroes podcast on october 7th 2017 it will be launched and you should be able to find it in any of your apps that you use to listen to podcasts? Yeah, Nearly Heroes will be a hopped and hack philosophy yeah, approach the hack. to these. <laughs> well, we're hacks, mm -hmm. um, but you know we are not peer-reviewed. It's a non-peer-reviewed philosophy program because we're non-peer-reviewed philosophers. They call us like pop philosophers, but all of it sort of stems from the, the foundations of philosophy, whether you're talking about ethics, politics, metaphysics, you know, even psychology, which comes out of both metaphysics and physics, I mean, they all have their roots in the fertile ground of philosophy, and that's what we're taking up. It's heroic philosophy is, and is, is the subject matter of Nearly Heroes, and I'm excited about it. I think it's, it's, it allows us to talk not just about the stuff that's going on in the political sphere or pop culture or basic things that are going on in government or society, but as you said, really inward-directed stuff, both for us and people that want to connect with us. We also envision that Nearly Heroes will be a community of like-minded people who, as you said, are interested in and following that everyday heroes movement, but want to explore the philosophical and ethical aspects of it a little bit more deeply, and also want to connect with each other. We really want to make it as interactive as possible and we'll find ways for us to reach you and you to reach us so that that network of that community of heroes and people interested in thinking about articulating and acting on those heroic ideas and ideals can meet each other and stay in touch with each other because that's a way of committing to the heroic path and when you commit to it with other people, which is the wonderful aspect about being connected to other people, uh, you will be more motivated and inspired to stay on that path and less likely to fall off, at least for long periods of time, assuming that we're on every week. Nearly Heroes will be a great opportunity for us to explore these issues in more depth, to talk about them in a pop philosophy way, but in every way that that, that, that philosophy can be manifested, and to connect with uh, like-minded people who want to take action and don't want to just sit around thinking and working about these things, but actually put them to good use. Hurrah. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to Political Action Hero podcast on October 7th. We'll see you over at Nearly Heroes. Until then, be the hero.